A warning. This podcast contains some f***ing bad, bad language. Just like the seamstress who didn't quite stitch in Thingy's eye properly before a live recording of the Son of a Gun show. He's the son of a gun. Two wheels, a seat, some handlebars. True stories. Your stories. Your fuck-ups. Jim Cawthorne presents The Fuck-Up Files. Well... Uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on the time that you're listening into this podcast right now. Here we are, The Fuck Up Files. The podcast to help you frown after feeling down. Hang on, I've written that wrong. Well, that's a... You know what? You should, if, what are we, episode nine of this, Producer Ryan? Correct. You should know what the podcast is about by now. Unless you're starting with episode nine, then stop, go back and start again, okay? This is about fuck-ups, essentially, isn't it? It is. So we discuss your fuck-ups. Yes. Uh, you listening, you can send in one. Uh, we got one more episode left. Jim, through to 3520. Send a story about how you've blown out, and you can also uh, listen back to some of the other episodes as well. Some great ones there. Justine Smith was great last week. Um, Ants was good. Oh, yes, that's very good. Timmy Davis. Timmy Davis. Davis, yeah. I mean, I don't You're, want to put tough competition on an guest. Yeah. Um, but you've really got to step up to the ballpark here. Yeah, guess who it is, of course. Jim Bainbridge, ladies and gentlemen. Here Hello. she is. What Hello. a way to start the fuck-up files by fucking up the intro. That's Jim, just what we do. I wouldn't have expected anything other than well, that. Well, with the title yeah. of the fuck-up files, that's what you're going to get, Jen. <laughs> hey, no, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Well, I have been to listening to the podcast and, and giggling away to the oh, podcast. So it's good to be now part of the podcast. And do you know what? You're an easy guest to get because you oh, just really? you work in the same building with us. So we just <laughs> Well, that's you. true. It wasn't difficult. No, it you wasn't. Went, hey, do you want to do the podcast? <laughs> See, can I drink wine while I do it? And he said yes. So of course you can. You go for gold. Cheers. What else you got there? Got champagne and a beer. What's that? Is that the new Steinlager one, is it? This is the Steinlager Pure. No, Pure Ultra. I haven't tried it yet. What is that? What do, what's different about that? I know that this isn't a paid it's ultra podcast, pure. by the way, for our Steinlager. <laughs> it's low-carb. I'm more intrigued. Oh, low-carb beer's bullshit. <laughs> it's like cigarettes when they say, no, this is more healthier for you, these ciggies. It's like the 9% uh, wine that they try and sell me at the supermarket that never goes. Because what's wine normally? 16, 15? No, it's around 11.5 to 12%, just off the top of my head. Yeah, just yeah. roughly. <laughs> but yeah, it's around 12%. Yeah. Oh, what? So these nine, they've only just gone down like 2 yeah, or 3%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That seems like a complete yeah, waste of time. Wine. Yeah. Light wine. That's not light. It's, it's disgusting. Just, to it. It, tastes like, so it tastes like wheeze. Get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How do you it's know gross. what that tastes like? Well, that's true. So <laughs> Carney has a book out, actually. Yeah. He's a famous bubbler. Oh, does he? Yeah. I should have asked him, actually. You guys had him on the uh, well, Morning yeah, Rumble the, the other day, the didn't Rumble. He was on there. Um, talks very openly about it. Did he? There's what guys mean? playing in the NRL at the moment yeah. that have raped women, beaten up people in public, yes. done horrific things, yes. but Todd Carney can no longer play in the NRL because he peed in his own mouth. Well, the these guys so, are still playing. Yeah. Thing is, that's a that's a that's a, an Ayurvedic therapy. People actually swear by drinking their own urine, so maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah. Did anyone check in with him about that? Or <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the. My photo. brother used to do that actually. Really? What yeah, drink my is brother that? used to do used to drink his wheeze because he was, con- you know, like, like dead set thought that it was helping his health. In what way? Was it like a skin thing or was Supposedly, it... Supposedly, I don't know. Look, I'm not an expert on it, but something to do with drawing the toxins out or something like that. I'm <laughs> really? really sure. But a lot of people do it. I can't remember exactly what it's see, called. See, I, but... I could kind of see that because wheeze is acidic, would you say? It's ammonia, basically. Should we try it? <laughs> no. Next time I've got the no, flu, thanks. I'll drink someone's piss <laughs> oh, and then yuck. we'll see how we recover. Yuck. We'll do that another day. You know, at a radio station I used to work at, um, you know how there's often alcohol at radio stations like there is right now. Yes. Yeah. And um, and there was t- a b- bottle of tequila at the radio station, mm. and um, a woman who's actually quite famous on television now, who I won't name, uh, weed in the tequila bottle. Oh my god! And well, tipped the tequila out first. Yeah. And uh, she's gave an animal. gave it to exactly. She's no, she's saved the tequila. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, let's not waste it. And I uh, gave it to the drive host at the time of the radio station I was working for, and he drank it. 
Oh, because he thought it was tequila. Oh my god! And do you know oh, what he would have done? He would have gone, "Oh god, there's some good tequila." <laughs> it was so good because he what, never forgot. Would you notice a the difference? Not that I've drank wheeze before, but would you notice? Do you think? Yep, absolutely. You'd notice. Oh, did he? Did he notice? Oh yeah, he was absolutely <laughs> fucking furious with it. Oh, he would. <laughs> Who was it? Not telling you. Judy Bailey. Mm-mm. Was she even on? Close. <laughs> Imagine Judy Bailey. Imagine Judy Bailey. Judy okay. Bailey. Anyway, hey, look. We're getting off track and talking about drinking wheeze right now. Let's get back on track. And I'm going to share for you a story that takes place in the year 2013 on Wednesday the 19th of June. How on earth do you have, like, the details <laughs> that, that. that specific? Because it was... Uh, my, my 27th birthday was two days before this. Okay. okay. And in three days' time... This was on the Wednesday, three days, so the Saturday night was my big party at home to celebrate at my flat. Okay. Now, before I dive into the story... This is actually the worst thing I've ever done to Daniela. Oh. Daniela, your wife? Yes, my wife, yeah. And it still haunts me today. Uh, I felt awful, very awful about this situation. Okay. So let's just um, showcase it right now on the podcast. So it was my birthday party, and I thought, let's do a theme. Because uh, I love theme parties, but when you do theme parties, you realise that people they either get into it or they don't get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought, well, let's find somewhere to meet them halfway, and let's do a crazy hat party because that's just kind of it's easy to do, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And and actually, just before, just a bit of a backstory. During the day, Danielle had spent all afternoon making this cake for me. Right? Oh, she's and this a is, lovely woman. Oh, she's beautiful. How did you get her? I don't know. <laughs> So it was chocolate cake, you know the ones with the Twix around the side, oh, love yeah. it. pebbles on top, probably a cake now I think about it, that's probably more suited for a child actually, but hey fuck it, why not? A I couldn't have love. think of anything yeah. more perfect Spot on. <laughs> Bang on. A lot of love and time and energy went into this cake. Okay. Now the night arrived and, and people, you know, rocked up in just an amazing array of hats. Uh, there was the, you know, the beer drinking, the hard hat, you oh, put the yeah. beers in the side, and, yeah, the classic, somebody had a fancy top hat. There was one that, there was like a shark. This is the best hat. It was one like a shark. It was eating the guy's head. So you, you put it on, mm-hmm. it was like just the, the mouth would be, you know, and the shark would be hanging off his head. There was some very cultural hats as well. Somebody had an Australian hat with the, the corks. So people have really tried. They've really got around your hat party. They have. Well, yeah. yes and no. Somebody rocked up just wearing a beanie. It's still a hat. <laughs> well, exactly. So they, you know what head. I mean? Like, lazy, you're still partaking. Somebody wore a hat that was here. So a wig. <laughs> um, and my sounds like a great party. Really my hat was like a, 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 a like a birthday cake hat. You know, so we're all pissing up, mixing and mingling. We play pass a parcel. God, what? this really is a kids party, is it, Ryan? What age? Twenty seven. Bang on. Twenty seven. To be honest, I don't know if you ever, if you ever have a party and you and you're on the piss. If you play little kids games when you're on the piss, it's actually a lot of fun. Are they? Okay. I'm t- you'll you're taking your word for it, mate. Honestly, <laughs> I know it sounds like stupid, but just try and play. Uh, what's that one with the chair? Indian chairs or something like that. Or candlesticks. Indian chairs? Is that the one where you, you run around in circles and you take a chair away? Yes, no, I know the one. It's certainly not Indian chairs. Um, I thought it was. I'm just trying is to think what it's called. Oh, God. Ring a ring a rosy or like. No, it's no, not music that. plays. Musical chairs. Musical chairs. Why on say? earth would you go Indian? <laughs> I don't know. Is that because oh, they had man. land taken off them <laughs> in the <laughs> States? <laughs> that we're taking away chairs? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know why I got Indian chairs. Musical chairs? Anyway. You played musical chairs. No, we didn't. We played parcel, parcel. Okay. And, that, and the parcel was my hat. And uh, weirdly enough, it didn't actually even land on me. It was one of those awkward moments. This anyway. so shit. No, no, no. But it gets better. Well, <laughs> I well, really hope it does. Somebody did rock up with a gift for me. Now, I'm going to say, if this is a gift, um, I think a, a lot of you would be very happy to receive this gift, right? Yeah. And I was over the moon. 
And this is before I knew that this would be the main instigator of my night ending in disaster. Oh, I think I know what this is. It was a big paper bag. Mm Mm-hmm. And inside the bag was a massive amount of magic mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. A whole bag full. So I did what any other person who would uh, would do, you know, who's already pretty much smashed a a shitload of piss, and because it's their birthday, they feel they can do whatever they want. I had a massive handful of mushrooms. Oh, no. Like massive handful and uh, walked on, carried on. Well, 45 minutes later, we fast forward. And more people had rocked up by then. There was more crazy hats. I was taking shots. People, you know, rock up and they're like, hey, Jim, I've got you. You know those wee pre-made shots that they have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have one of those. Oh, blop, blop, blop. Things are just really, before I know it, things are really started to kick in. I would look at someone and they had six eyes. Yeah. You know, I'd look at the wall. There was kaleidoscopes happening and the walls were going up and down and outwards. And, oh, it was just full on. And people, the more pissed they got, the more scary they got. And what made them even more scarier? their fucking hats. <laughs> of course they did. The hats. Especially the shark head one. part yeah. of them. Especially the shark head <laughs> one. Yeah, the shark would be tough because you'd yeah. be, were you trying to save him every time you saw him? You're like, well, no shark. No, it wasn't. I just, I just had to stay away. And then he'd keep coming in like, Jim, mate, bloody blood. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, this fucking no. shark, I'm sure is looking at me. <laughs> Can I say as well, this was only 7.40pm. Oh, right, okay. The cake came out. People were singing happy birthday. Uh, they were actually amazed. Like, oh, look at this cake. This looks awesome. I was semi-freaking out because of all the attention. Yeah. But I managed to, I did manage to blow my candles out and also cut up some slices of cake. That would have been exhausting. It yeah. was exhausting. Like, yeah. <laughs> then one of my good friends decided it'd be funny to grab one of the slices and just mush it in my face. Oh, no. A little wee joke. I and mean, it was completely honest. It was fine. But in my fucked up state of mind, I was threatened. So I retaliated by grabbing the whole cake oh, Jim. and just smashing it in his face. <laughs> How did this woman and ever marry him, eh? before we knew it, me and this bike are rolling around on the ground. And this is actually, in this moment, I was feeling a lot more relaxed about things because I was laughing my ass off in cake before I stood up and just looked at horrified faces on everybody around me. <laughs> oh, no. And then I, it was the most terrifying thing of my life, especially as I turned around and looked at Daniela, who was just beyond upset. I actually, do you know what? I, I, I freaked out and I left my own party. Did you? <laughs> I ran away. Isn't that your house? Did you take yeah, the hat off house. first? Or no, just... I probably didn't. I went down to the park and there's a bush and I just sort of sat there and just sort of freaked out. Somebody had to come down and get me <sighs> and um, reassure me because I was like, I can't go back. Daniela, I can't. What have I done? You know, it was, yeah. I was just, it was horrifying. It got to the point where I'd probably made more of a meal out of it. And Danny, I was just like, hurry up, get in the car. Well, I'm taking you back to mine because I didn't want to yeah. go back to the party because no. I just thought I'd ruined everything. Yeah. The next day, yeah, uh, Danielle didn't talk to me for some time, which did not help with things. I had a massive home to clean up. There's cake everywhere. And, uh, you know, as the night continued on to about 3, 4 in the morning, the house got even more fucked up. And that was the rule, was if I'm going to put the party on, I've got to clean up the next day. Oh, dear. So I was in a rock and a hard place. Do I sit there and help console Daniela, or do I go back and clean the flat? And um, I stayed and consoled Daniela. People wouldn't talk to me. And then I went home the next day. I went home uh, the day after that to the flat to very angry flatmates. 
And uh, from now on, whenever it's my birthday, we're not allowed to cake. I was going to say, Jim, because um, the disappointing part of this story for me is that I was at your 30th and it was nothing like this. No. <laughs> I really missed out, clearly. Yes, yeah, well, I sort of, I sort of just tone it down. That, how, how, right. how far along your guys' relationship were you, if that was your 27th? 27, I'll say 2013, we've been dating for t- three years. God, she's an impressive woman. You must be good at groveling. You must be. Yeah. You actually must be. Oh, mate, it's just, I'm just, I'm just charming in the bedroom. I was going to say, are you a love god? Mate, yeah. absolutely love god. <laughs> That's just so hard to imagine. It's like imagine well, your parents having sex. Oh, I don't imagine god. me having sex. It's just, <laughs> I can't even handle it. I'm already tired thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and huffing and puffing on. Yeah. Oh, no. This I need my inhaler. Okay, this podcast, Jen, I don't know if you've realised, it's an interactive one. Yes, I do realise that. The first ever interactive podcast. Right. That could be a complete lie. I say it in every episode, but I don't know if that's the truth. <laughs> I believe we've got Dave on the line that you've managed to pull your, your big rig over there, Dave. Yeah, mate. How's it going? Good. Is this a massive blowout before we dive into this, Dave? Is this a massive blowout that still haunts you? Uh, oh, yeah, it, it definitely haunts me. Uh, workmates won't let me live it down. And the missus, okay. she constantly reminds me. Okay, God, I like this already. So what happened? Well, I was at a job site and um, was probably left it a little bit too late to do the old number twos. Okay. And uh, went to the site manager and asked if they had a toilet. And he said, no, nah, we don't have one that's working at the moment, but you can scoot down to the river and there's a bush down there you can go in. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. Hang on, so did, did the, sorry, Dave, did the site manager know that you needed to do number twos or was he just thinking you'd do number yeah, one? Yeah, no, he, he knew I needed to do number two. Oh, okay, right. He did ask me that question. <laughs> I just held up two fingers man. and was like, yeah, man, two, it's got to yeah. be number two. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I waddled off across the um, the work site and um, started to um, skid down a bank towards the river. And as I was sliding down, a rock caught my boot and I, I went flying forward, oh, no. probably about a good metre and a half, and landed clear on my um, on my side, busted my hand up oh. and, uh, and my ankle. And in the process from the impact, uh, I full on crap myself. <laughs> So when you say you're are you talking about like you've actually fractured bones here? Uh, no, tore, tore muscle and torn ligaments and all that kind of stuff, but no, no broken bones. Oh, that's stuff, all right, but, but still a uh, broken a dignity. Of, yeah, yeah. So what did you do next, Dave? Yeah, how do you get out of this? Uh, well, I didn't even have my pants down at this point because I was still trying to get to the destination. So <laughs> I kind of crawled into the bush and um, <laughs> dropped me back flying down and try and clean up the mess as best as I could with what I had. And then um, chucked the pants back on, walked back up, well, limped back up the bank and jumped in my work truck and drove to hospital. <laughs> so, on, so you've literally, you've, you've wiped your... The back of your thighs, your knees, oh. your bum cheeks with legs oh, and bushes, I, I'm assuming. You're really taking yourself there. Yeah, assuming, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had a roll of toilet paper with me. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, thank you're God. not a complete animal. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, give, him, give him some credit, Jim. Okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah, Jesus really Christ. So, and then, so basically, you, you're wearing your shitty pants in the car to... <laughs> Yeah, a whole 45-minute drive. What did you say to them when you walked into emergency? I've broken my hand and I've shit my pants. Please deal to me immediately. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's a wait. Well, did you, you didn't have to wait when you got there, did you? You normally do. Uh, three hours. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. what a in nightmare. your shitty pants. <laughs> 
Well, they, they had like a baby changing room there, so they had like a little wipe dispenser, so that, that kind of helped a little bit. <laughs> oh, a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah. So were you sitting in the middle of a busy hospital waiting room? It was actually really quiet. Oh, but okay. I'll tell you what, the nurse, the nurse was in absolute hysterics over this. <laughs> I bet she was. Um, and the, to make it worse, she was drop dead gorgeous as well. Oh. So uh, it just always the not, case. <laughs> not a good look. Oh no! <laughs> and so, what did you go back to work eventually? Were you off work? What happened there? Uh, so the next day, I went to the doctors. Oh, I had a. Um, you know, ACC form of incident because it happened at work. Yeah. Uh, I ended up getting two weeks off from it. Oh, well, that's uh, something. Just, just that's let, right. Let, yeah, just let the hand kind of heal up a little bit. To be honest, though, so, when you're really, like, embarrassed about it, you know, when, when you go through a situation like that where you're just highly embarrassed and then taking time away from your work, it's probably, it probably makes it even worse because it just builds up anxiety for those two weeks before you're going to go back, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, good thing I didn't have to go back to that job site. Oh, okay, well, that's all right <laughs> then. <laughs> what did you put on your ACC form? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, exactly what I just told you. Oh, my wow. God. So what, you told the operator... Yeah, I was brutally honest. The, the operator was this, um, oh, she was from Glasgow. You can just imagine the kind of Glasgow accent oh, that yeah. she had, real thick accent. And she was an absolute hysteric. It was like <laughs> watching that lady read the wonky donkey. On oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that's good. Oh, that's so good, Dave. All right, Dave, that is, uh, that's going to be, I reckon, one of the best callers we can fuck up your head, she is. <laughs> good on you, mate. <laughs> Your turn to tell us a story. So anyone that, that, that knows me, and if you don't, like, I come from a real, like, sketchy family, right? And yeah. um, and so back in, well, when would it have been? About, probably about 2010, I had a family member who um, who got done for fraud. Oh. And um, the, the Crown's case against that person um, was that they claimed that um, they had CCTV camera footage of that person coming and going from hotels but they weren't actually checked into the hotel. And that ho- these several hotels around the place, I'm going to be so vague, mm. had been reporting, you know, a really high number of thefts. And so this person in my family got arrested for that because they looked like the person in the CCTV camera footage. Oh. And so they were being held at um, at Mountain Prison. Jesus. And, so what, um, were they, what were they thieving, though? Sorry, was it the like person having- was thieving just items from people's hotel rooms. Oh. Yeah, and the, the Crown alleged that the person was getting into the hotel rooms with a credit card, somehow managing to swipe or jump the system. So that, oh. that was what the case was. Yeah. And so the person was being held at Mount Eden Prison and um, the person had never been in prison before and so quite often what they'll do with someone like that is they'll put them in this, this special unit mm. which is kind of like, you know, people who've like left gangs or whatever, like it's just, you know, it's high dependency unit, they keep a really close eye on you, a lot of people have psychiatric conditions and stuff like that in there. Mm. And um, I don't find that part funny but, um, and so, you know, it takes quite a few weeks to be able to get visitation to see yeah. them and that sort of stuff and so I finally was able to see them. And so back then, the special unit was being held in in the very, very old block of Mount Eden Prison, which has been there since the beginning of oh, early 1900, I think. Don't quite me on the exact date, but it's been there a very, very long time. Mm. And so it's a very, very old building. And so you go to the main entrance, which is around the front, and they say, okay, so, you know, sign in sort of thing. And, I'm, and I say to them, you know, I'm here to see someone in the special unit. And they're like, oh, okay, because people, I don't think, get yeah. oh, that's it. visits yeah. there very often. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And so they tell, me, they tell me to go around the side. And he goes, so what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go around the side you're going to have to cross the train track and then you're going to, you're going to knock on a door and wait. And so it was all very like, the fuck is this? Like, this yeah. is a prison. Yeah. You know, like surely it's a bit more organised than this. Yeah. No. And so I teeter around in my high heels, you know, across the, the railway track and I'm 
you know, knocking on this very, very solid door that had just, you know, a little bit of a, a you know, glass window. Did it have like one of those wee eye things <laughs> where you, you, you pull away and they're like, who's there? Just <laughs> oh, so probably. you see the eyes. I can't quite remember. Password. Let's just say there was one. <laughs> okay. Let's just say there was one. But I waited there for ages, you know, really trying to, you know, and there was no phone, there was no buzzer, yeah. there was nothing. So finally I hear, you know, like, you know, that, that real like, old-fashioned like jangling of keys. Oh, you know, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really expect. So, so this guy comes to the door. As we're walking through, he goes through another door and I just pull up behind him. He goes, no, don't. And I'm like, what? He goes, we can't open that door. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, that door, the lock on it is so old, the key rarely works. And I was like, sorry, I was just, as a prison, I thought I had to close the door behind me. He's like, oh, there's no one around here. This is a cool, oh, don't worry. Okay, look, what I'll do is I'll take you and I'll put you in the visiting area. And we'll just deal with it later. I was like, okay. what? So he takes me to this area, and it's like the smallest space yeah. you would have ever been in as a human. Like, mm. it's horrible. And he locks you there, and he goes, okay, I'm going to go and get the prison that you're visiting. Takes your cell phone off you, by the way. This took 40 minutes, me sitting in this cubicle, just going, oh, fuck, this is really not fun. I'm really claustrophobic. <laughs> mm. There's no one around. It's not, because it's a special unit, no one's walking past. There's nobody else there. No one else is visiting anyone. Person finally comes. We have our visit. <clears throat> He goes, I'm going to go and take him away. And he goes, um, while you were doing, doing your visit, we've been trying that door and it's not going to open. He's like, so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to put the entire unit into lockdown. I was like, right. And he's like, how long is that going to take? And he's like, it's going to take about an hour. And I was oh, like, Jesus what Christ. the fuck? Are you actually kidding me? And so he goes off and leaves me in this awful cubicle, which I've now been in for over an hour. Yeah, yeah. And um, finally comes back, honestly, about an hour later. I was like, oh my God, like real full on panic attack. <laughs> and he just goes to me. He goes, so uh, yeah, so I just want to run across what we're going to do here. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to walk through the main prison, right? And um, he goes to your left and your right. There's going to be you know prison cells every couple of meters. Oh, he goes, don't look. <laughs> and I just said, don't look at what? And he's like, just don't. <laughs> and so we I know, I know exactly walking what through the prison, and all you can hear is, I'm not going to do the sound effect. <laughs> Ryan, you it's did a, it. It's a golf clap. It's a golf clap. And so that was the time yeah. I started a wank fest at Mount Eden Prison. Oh my What, what were God. they. <laughs> that's an amazing picture you've painted. Got on right there. It was unbelievable. It what, was unbelievable. So were they yelling at you? Like, oh, everything. Bars. Really? Oh, yeah. Did you get a good. I mean. I didn't look. I did, I did as I was told, and I didn't look, but like the stuff. But you I could, could definitely hear. see. Oh, you could see actions going elbows on. Elbows. All kinds of things. In the corner of your because eye. The, because <laughs> the prison, like the doors that they were in, I don't know what the rest of the prison's like, but they had like sort of like little glass panels so yeah. you could see them yeah I hope your family member wasn't amongst the screw <laughs> I certainly hope not <laughs> thanks for that Jim I sorry. never once thought about that no, ever. I'm so sorry about that <laughs> Jesus. but anyway um, that was a, a scary dark place that one and um, yeah I saw something I never expected to see in more ways than one men. are they sharing cells as well yes they are oh. yeah. and that unit they were it's not even I don't even think that, that unit's active anymore I think it's in the other prison now but, well I hope so because honestly, they can't even the open the place, bloody door oh, how long how long was the walk? Oh, it was quite a while. It was quite a long, I don't know, about five minutes to get oh, right through. Because he ended Christ. up eventually taking me out to the kitchen. And I'll tell you what, the appliances they have in the kitchen, <laughs> in a prison, way better than in your your kitchen or really? my kitchen. Oh, way better than the ones here at work? Fancy as well. Yeah, not to give too much information, but the guy who ran the kitchen at Mount Eden Prison around that time, he had been a really well-known restaurateur in Auckland. And if anyone's listening right now, they don't exactly who I mean. Wow. Yeah, and he got done for something that, well, we won't say, but he he was running that kitchen, and so the rumour was that he'd got in the top appliances so he could make gourmet food in this while he was in prison. It's too funny. Well, you know what? Now they're at the end of the podcast. What have you learned today, Jen? 
I learnt that men are mongrels when you lock them up. Yes. That's what I learnt. They're just a bunch of wankers, aren't they? <laughs> well, no, it was good. Thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. Is that all you've learned? That mean a mongrel? Well, I knew that probably before, but no, when you, when they're locked up. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that theme probably applies to your to Jim's story as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, men and mongrels. Men and mongrels, that's and, right. And oh, Dave's okay. story. And also, don't assume that a door that you lock behind you isn't going to be able to be unlocked again. That's true. Yeah, that's just <laughs> always ask, especially when you're <laughs> in a prison. You just hear that clippage. <laughs> <laughs> the panic from the guy was just hilarious. Oh, but my this is God. Bizarre. Hey, Jen Bamers, thank you very much. That's yeah, a great thank you. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> three big stories, illegal stories, yeah. for yeah. different reasons, yes. but oh, very enjoyable. Hey, and that has been episode nine of the uh, Fuck Up Files. Oh, by the way, he was not guilty. He was not guilty? He was not guilty. Oh, good. Yeah. So, was on, to add that. so how long was he in there for? He was on remand for about eight weeks, and then he was on house arrest for about eight weeks. And oh, so he, uh, just going back to your story, so they basically, they got the wrong guy. Sure. Okay, we won't dive into that further. That's fine. Thank you very much, Jen. That has been episode nine. I am Jim Cawthorn. Thank you very much, producer Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, Jimbo. Um, Thanks, guys. That was can, great. Thank you. You can tune in, of course, to the Fuck Up Files podcast through Rover or us through Spotify and iTunes. We've got one more episode to go after this. All right, we'll see you then. Thank you very much. See ya. Tell you how. 